0: Hey everybody welcome to the women in worship podcast today we have a very special guest miss roma waterman out of melbourne australia you will hear her introduce herself in the episode but please get ready to talk about all things prophetic worship what it means what it doesn't mean and maybe even more of what god is doing in the church today so i'm excited for you to listen check it out Hey, everybody, welcome to the Women in Worship podcast today. uh, As you can see, if you're watching or hearing, I'm flying solo today. Bethany, we miss you. (laughs) She usually is here leading with me, so beside me, but we already miss her. But today we are so excited to have a special guest. And this guest really uh, means so much to me. She doesn't even know me, but she has agreed to be on our podcast, Miss Roma Waterman from Melbourne, Australia. So guys, do not get whiplash from the two uh, very distinct (laughs) (laughs) accents that you're going to hear from from us. Um, Roma is a worship leader and an author and you write songs, right? Yeah. And so I believe the reason she's on our podcast, guys, and first of all, just thank you for saying yes.
1: Oh, I'm so privileged. Thank you. Thank you
0: so much for saying yes. Um, I believe that you are a prophetic voice for the time and for the day, and oh, so uh, I'm just I'm honored for you to be on here with us.
1: I'm so welcome.
0: To be, yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Hey, so I know probably more about you than most people in our community. So I mentioned that you were a songwriter.
1: You're an author. Hey, what's the book called? The secret that you have coming out. The oh um secret spaces encounters with God yes. in the hidden realm that's the I've got to get it out.
0: oh my Yay. god I've got to get that um and then songwriting which is near and dear to our hearts as well and so tell us a little bit tell our community a little bit about you maybe of course how
1: long you've been in Melbourne family and then
0: yeah the thing yeah
1: Yeah. So I live in Melbourne, Australia. I live in a beautiful part of Melbourne. I'm a a bit of a a nature girl. So Mm -hmm. we have chickens, we Trying attempting to grow our own vegetables, which isn't really working. But we have kangaroos and kookaburras and cockatoos on our property. It's so wow. beautiful. And um, I've been I I grew up in Melbourne. I'm an Italian immigrant's daughter, so I'm a first generation wow. Australian. My parents came out here when they were kids with their with their Italian parents to for a better life, and that's certainly what's happened. And um I'm married with two beautiful children. Uh, well, one of them's 18 now, so mm-hmm. I can't say children anymore. And <laughs> my son, who is 11, and I've been involved in ministry since I was. I feel like since I came out of the womb. To be honest, I, I all I ever knew was that I wanted to sing, and uh, obviously I didn't know the Lord until you know my teen years, but. I all I knew is once I had put Jesus in my heart is that I just wanted to use worship for his glory. And so mm-hmm. um I got very involved in our worship ministry at church. But back when I was young, which was a long time ago now, <laughs> um, they didn't yeah. even have any female worship leaders. You yeah. were not allowed to lead worship. You could use your I could use my Sandy Patty back in tracks and mm-hmm. sing an item, but I wasn't allowed to lead worship and Many thanks to Darlene Check, who I'm sure you yes. know in Australia, but yep. she sort of paid the way for women in worship mm-hmm. is the honest truth.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I just started leading worship in my church, eventually became a worship pastor, um, started recording albums, touring and, you know, did that for decades really. So I'm in my 50s now. I know I look and sound like I'm 25. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for thinking that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I sort of grew up in the what we would call the Christian music industry so signed a record deal in Nashville and did lots of touring with American artists which was really fun um but i probably probably what happened for me when i i was doing that for about 15 years is the prophetic gift in my life started mm-hmm. to take over it wasn't um i i probably had this realization that music was the tool but my call is the prophetic, Mm -hmm. leading and living prophetically. Mm -hmm. And so there was a big shift during that time where I realised, oh, I think the reason I love music so much and songwriting so much is because God gives me something to say and then I share it. Mm -hmm. But actually that's the prophetic voice of God, you know, and it it says in Revelations 19 verse 10, what does it say? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit Spirit of of prophecy. prophecy." Mm -hmm. So you don't need to be a prophet to have the spirit of prophecy, you just need a testimony. So oh. the spirit of prophecy, every believer has it. And what is it? It's simply just hearing the voice of God and releasing his voice at the appropriate time, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, there was a bit of a shift when that happened and my world got a whole lot bigger. So turned into writing books and training on the prophetic and um, really being a prophet is mm-hmm. is my my Mm -hmm. five-year-old ministry gift and, um, the rest is history. Now we do lots of training as well. So I do, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, I'm part of, uh, we run Hearts on Prophetic Alliance, which is a mentoring school. It's not just for creatives. It's really just for anybody that wants to hear God's voice and utilise it in their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. But obviously I have a, a, a massive passion for people in creativity and the arts because that's mm-hmm. that's the way that I express my prophetic gift. So that's me in a nutshell. Ah. I love that nutshell. That's awesome. As you guys know, uh, you guys don't
0: know this, but I am actually in her uh, prophetic yeah. school. It's a year long and yes. I'm I'm excited. We've only been in there one month really so far. Yeah. We have our next Zoom call coming up. And then I did your five day prophetic plan. Oh, I and love it. Uh, y'all is so you being on women in worship is really, I, I'm just going to say it's a me thing because I was like so drunk. <laughs> So drawn to the prophetic that uh, Roma, you were the one that really, I felt like the Holy spirit was like, reach out to her. I was like, okay, here goes nothing.
1: (laughs) Oh no, I'm so honored. I love what you do. And I love this podcast and we need it. We need more mentoring for people, for women in worship. So thank you for releasing your voice and doing this. Well
0: thank you and that's the reason guys that Roma is on with us is talk about prophetic worship and
1: yeah. and
0: what it is and what that and what that means and so you've had a you know years of experience and so we just want to grow and glean from 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 that and help introduce the prophetic into women in worship and help help the community grow um you've helping me awesome. grow so much so we're we're awesome. super super excited about having you so Okay. So you just spoke a little bit about what prophetic worship is. And I love that, you know, a lot of times people don't understand the difference in prophet and the spirit of prophecy. I mean, because yes. every believer can walk in prophecy and I th- you've already yes. hit on it, but that is just really hearing the voice of God and saying, and so, so when it comes to worship, it really yeah. is those moments where you're hearing and listening to the, to the voice of the Holy spirit. And then you just speak it out and you're yeah, saying, absolutely. it. right.
1: Would you yeah, say that and, was and- accurate? I think that that's certainly um, a huge component of it. But I think in terms of worship, even um, it doesn't need, you know, we can sometimes think of that term prophetic worship to mean spontaneous, you know, oh, we just do something in the moment. And it certainly does include that. But really it just means being mindful of what the Holy Spirit wants you to to achieve on a a Sunday morning, for example. It's like, Lord, what songs do you want me to use? Lord, what do you want me to say in between songs what what you know it could be an old hymn that the Lord puts Mm -hmm. on your heart and says Mm -hmm. you need to do this in this moment sing Mm -hmm. this song and then when you're actually in worship to be led by the Holy Spirit not by the set list I think Mm -hmm. we are too led by our set list and I'm sure that everybody that's listening to this that has led worship at some point I mean it's great having a set list because you know where to go but have you ever had that moment where you might you know get to the second song and halfway through that song you're like wow God's mm-hmm. really just showing up in his glory. He's there. He's always mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. there's, it's almost like a veil just is removed yep. and you sense that the Lord is doing something. And have you ever in that moment gone, oh, God's actually mm-hmm. doing something different than I thought, mm-hmm. but then you just move to that next song mm-hmm. because you don't know what to do. You yep. know, you'd kind of like, I, I have to do it because it's in the set list. Well, prophetic worship is going, well, what would happen if I hit that second song and the Lord shows me that he wants to do something different, do I have enough boldness and faith mm-hmm. to change the list, to mm-hmm. share what that thing that's on my heart? And I think that, um, you know, in some ways we've maybe become too performance orientated, too perfectionist we have too much perfectionism in the church now we want excellence I mean that's scriptural that's theological if we look at David and how he set up the tabernacle he says it says in the scriptures that he used the people that were the the most highly skilled Mm -hmm. so yes we need skill but it should never replace our personal ongoing ebb and flow with jesus Mm -hmm. father son holy spirit and so excellence is important but when it takes the place of listening to the father and you know some i've had people argue with me when when i say this and they say well you know I mean, if, I, if I'm if i planning something, that doesn't mean God's not in it. And that's absolutely true. Yeah. We can plan and the Holy Spirit's on it. But what I'm trying to focus on is that sometimes we plan and then that planning just gets in the way. Mm-hmm. God starts to mm-hmm. do something. We sense that it's different and mm-hmm. he wants us to move in a different way and we choose not to mm-hmm. because we have the plan. So the plan becomes bigger than the prophetic. Yeah. And we don't yeah. want that. We want to be constantly led. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I, you know, last year, as everybody can, right now, the move of God, God is really moving, right? Yes, He's absolutely. moving across the earth. He's moving here in the United States. Um, you know, you hear about re- revivals popping up, and the name of revivals yeah. popping up and everywhere. But you know, year, year and a half ago, the Lord just spoke something to our spirit, and He said, "Hey, make room." And yeah. and and I That's think so that beautiful. that is the the key of going hey this is how you you have to be willing to like you said not just go by the plan you have to have room to say okay god now I'm making this plan but you can you can do whatever i mean you're the god of the universe you can do whatever you you would like to but the question is is am i willing to go there because you said it earlier you didn't say risky maybe you did i can't remember but it is a, it is a risk, you know, there are risks you have to take to walk by it faith is. and go, Oh my goodness. I think the Lord is wanting me to do this.
1: Yes. Yes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, I'm remembering a story. So I think the Holy Spirit wants me to share it, where this happened. I was leading worship one time and I had a necklace on that I loved. It was one of my favorite necklaces and it was on a chain and it was a little bird cage that had a bird inside it. And I was wearing it as I was leading worship and we were just singing away. I'm just leading. And the Lord starts having this conversation with me while I'm trying to lead the people, which is so inconsiderate, right? <laughs> i'm just like god i can't have a conversation with you right now i'm trying to lead these people and i hear the lord say why are you wearing that necklace roma and i'm like can we have a talk about this later (laughs) so i'm like trying to do a song so this conversation's happening but it got he kept asking me the question he's like roma why are you wearing that necklace so finally and you know girls can do this right we can have two we can do two things at once so i'm singing to i'm singing and leading the congregation and i finally say lord okay i'm wearing this necklace cuz i love it it's a beautiful necklace like what what's the problem here and the lord says the problem is you're not a bird in a cage mm. you, you've been set free by me And I want you to know that you are free, that you can be Mm. free. And I was like, wow, God, that's awesome. And then he said, I want you to share that with the congregation. And when you do that, I want you to pull that necklace off and I want you to stomp all over it. And I felt fear rise up in I'm like. I don't want to do that. That just feels so silly. And I feel like it's going to, you know, ruin the flow. And I just kept feeling like whenever you've probably experienced this, when you feel like the Lord's asking you to do something, you kind of get the jitters and you're uh-huh. like, Oh don't no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out in faith. And so I just, you know, I, I let, I let, my professionalism go out the window Mm -hmm. because I think it does get in the way. And I just shared with the congregation, the Lord saying this to me saying, why are you wearing this necklace? This was in between the second and the third song. And the Lord said to me, we're no longer birds in a cage. And and then I just said, as an act of faith, I'm going to do something. And I ripped it off my neck and I threw it on the ground and I stomped all over it. And as I did it, I started to cry because I just felt completely set free. And as I did that, you know, instead of the congregation looking at me like, "Mm, that was a bit weird, Mm -hmm. they erupted with praise. Like it was so beautiful. (laughs) And I didn't have to do anything. I just stood back as I watched all just repenting before the lord praising his name the 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 noise you know just the praise of the people was so beautiful and i'll never forget that just by listening to his voice and going off the map changed what happened in the spirit that day
0: and Mm -hmm. i want
1: more of that I i don't want you know, I want to be excellent at what I do. I mean, I'm a professional musician. I'm classically trained as a vocalist at the mm-hmm. highest level. I know how to use my instrument, but I never mm-hmm. want it to get in the way. I want it to be something that adds to, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, one of the the other side of that is the beauty of being excellent with your voice and your mus- and your musicianship is that when you come to those prophetic moments, you don't have to be so concerned about how things mm-hmm. are going to work because you've got mm-hmm. your experience to rely on of, of what mm-hmm. you've learned. But I I actually think I'll be bold enough to say this, that if we don't make room for the prophetic in our worship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we're going to get left behind mm-hmm. because uh, all worship from day one should really be prophetic. Yeah, totally. Just- That's the bottom line. And prophetic worship isn't a term we find in scripture, but I can show you and I can go there if Mm -hmm. you want me to where it actually does happen. Yeah. But um, I think we have become too formulated and we're moving into seasons. Like you said before, God is, is doing something on the earth Mm -hmm. that is causing spot fires everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and we are going to get left behind. It is going to be very obvious. The churches where the Holy Spirit's moving and the Holy Spirit. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be in that. Uh, Me either. Me either. And I
0: think for, for my experience, there's, you know, like I was telling you earlier, before we started recording, I came from that. I came from. Yes we just flowed. I mean, I would play keys behind, I play keys, i would play keys behind a pastor for two hours while he just, you know, flowed. And, um, now the last 20 years, it feels like the church has structured differently. You know, it's, um, and I think God is moving us. Like you're saying, he's moving us into a place where prophetic worship. And, and like you said, it's not a term in the Bible, but you can show us and we can take you to scripture where that is. And Rama, feel free to do that. I want you to yeah. be led by Holy Spirit here. Holy Spirit, have your way. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just feel that there in my spirit, that there's an, a, a time right now for an unleashing of the prophetic warriors. Absolutely. That yes. That you cannot be afraid to go there. Now, I will in turn say this, that we are in churches to where it's very structured on Sunday and there really isn't room, right? Cause you mm. have, you have a bunch of churches like that. Um, I'm in one right now that on Sunday service, we, you know, we have a, this is. So when we say make room, we have to expand what we're thinking. Yes. You make room personally in your personal life for the Lord. You spend time with him. But you also have to be creative and say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to make room for him because Sunday might not be the time that you need to practice this because it's just not reality. You know, some places. Mm. So what do you do? How do you encourage people to step into this right when Sunday really isn't an option right now? Now, I'm going to say I'm going to be as bold to say I believe it will be in the future. And I believe that if they don't go, then there will be, it, it will, it will not be great. (laughs) I really believe God is saying there's a new wine skin. Get in it. Like seek my face, seek my face. What am I saying? Guys, that's prophetic. All you do is you listen and then you do, there's obedience. You listen and you obey. Even if If, you've made it so simple, even if the fear rises up, uh, like you breaking that necklace, you're like, oh my god! I I would have probably been like you going, you're not. This is
1: not the Lord. This is not the Lord. <laughs> well, I, I did think that. I was like, this is. I'm gonna make a fool of myself, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then I don't know. I just I think I'm hungrier for God to move
0: mm-hmm.
1: than my concern of if mm-hmm. I make a fool of myself. Mm-hmm. Now I just don't care anymore. <laughs> well,
0: we we've just got to get out of the fear of man and get into the fear of the Lord. We do. I I. I think the professionalism is now the fear of man and it cannot compete with the fear of the Lord because the fear of the Lord is where you obey automatically and go, okay. 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 God knows you're fearful of it, but he can be there with you in the midst of it. So back to what I was asking, because I can get on a tangent, but how do we, you know, for the churches that, that, how do we make room for that? How do people, get to a place to where they're they're practicing this and able to mm. take risks because I can take risks because I've been leading that way. Maybe not in our Sunday services, but I've led that way for, for years time. before I got here. Yeah, Right. And so to yeah. me, when I sit there, it, it feels just like it's a part of me. It feels home to be honest with you. And when me I can't too. do it, I miss it. It's almost like I'm dying inside. Yes, yeah. It's a grieving, to be honest with you. It's a very, it's a grieving for me. Um. Yes. So, what would you say? Like, how do people step out in faith? And it might just be a simple answer, Roma, but whatever the Lord leads you to say. Oh, you
1: it's an excellent question, and I love what you're saying. And I think I would say in our our worship communities here, one of the keys to seeing the prophetic released in worship is just changing the culture and having a freedom to make mistakes so yeah. if we if we uh if we're developing cultures in any ministry paradigm in church where people can't step out in faith because they're scared they're going to get told off yeah then we are in danger of people being silent yeah. So, you know, even on the weekend, um, we we released we have a new church campus that's um started and the worship team started to do some prophetic sort of spontaneous stuff at the end. It was so beautiful. And the musicians were just playing, and I could see over the worship leader that they had a prophetic song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want I wanted to get his attention, but I couldn't because he had his in-ears in. So at the end I said to him, Did you feel like you had a prophetic song? Because yes, I had this melody going around in my head, but I, I could kind of didn't know what to do and I said to him you have permission to yeah. try mm-hmm. and he he was silent because he didn't know if he was allowed to do it yeah you know yeah and so obviously you can't say that to everyone there's certain people that you trust mm-hmm. okay in your, your key leadership in your team but the freedom to make mistakes is very important and then I'd say the other way we've developed prophetic cultures in our in in my experience as a worship pastor is practicing the prophetic aside from a sunday and you nailed it on the head firstly by saying okay well why do we assume it just has to be on a sunday Right. right. Yep. Why aren't we doing other things like practicing it at home? So practicing mm-hmm. the prophetic sounds a bit like an oxymoron, right? It sounds like, hang on, they just seem like opposites. But you can, what you're actually practicing is the ebb and the flow of hearing from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That does take practice because you do get better at it the more that you step out in faith and you trust. So finding other avenues, it could be your small groups. What about rehearsals not being about practicing the songs but yes. you actually practicing um spontaneous moments singing scripture spontaneously you know there's lots of things that you can do to to practice the prophetic and what you'll actually find i've found this every time when people start doing that it naturally overflows into the services mm-hmm. and what i like about this idea is you know as a pastor as a worshiper i love everybody bleeding prophetically but as a pastor i don't want people bleeding on the congregation either so if they're not healed in releasing the prophetic and we just start to do that on a sunday we can be we can bleed on the congregation we can Mm -hmm. make mistakes that are a bit awkward that that or say things that we shouldn't say you know and so practicing aside from a sunday and becoming more confident in hearing god's voice Mm -hmm it naturally just flows into services. You'd Mm -hmm. be surprised. And I mean, I was saying to you at the beginning before we pressed record that there's been lots of services where I've had to lead worship where they were not prophetic in culture. Mm -hmm. So I remember one time being asked to lead worship at a high Anglican service. Wow. And they gave me 10 minutes to lead a whole set. So, so this pro- this prophetic worship girl that's you know leads for two hours, I'm like ten minutes, and I I said to the guy that was giving me the run shit, I'm like, have you? This says ten minutes. Does it mean to say a hundred minutes? And he goes, no, it's ten minutes. And I said, oh, I, I don't. And he's like, Roma, we just want you to go for it. And I laughed. I said, how can I go for it in ten minutes? Mm-hmm. He's like, you can do it. You can do it, Roma. But you've only got ten minutes. And I remember just saying to the Lord, okay, Lord. I can't do this, I'm going to warm up into the prophetic, I'm just going to have to from the get-go, mm-hmm. no, just go, what, what do you want to say? And I just gave it all i had i was like i i want people to experience the lord not just a song and it was such a powerful time it was wonderful what the lord (laughs) did because he's in the eternal realm you know i think we have this idea that prophetic worship needs to be long yes and it doesn't always Mm -hmm. and and we can make it fit with the respectful time frames that we need especially if you have one service after another it might mean um you know practically in a church service that you choose less songs Uh, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to do with worship leaders in fact is i'll say to them because we're so used to we've got our own traditions we think that it's the liturgical um more traditional churches that have their traditions but as charismatics pentecostals we have our own traditions too it's the two up songs Uh, then the announcements Mm -hmm. then we have the two down songs and then after that a person gets up and does this so i'm like okay well let's do this you can choose one song that's it and they all freak out. They're like, I can't just choose one song. But the benefit <laughs> is they don't they have to really think about what's going to come next because they yeah. haven't yeah. prepared. Now I'm not saying that you do that all the time and on a Sunday, but it's a great experiment because it yeah. makes people come alive to yeah. the Holy yeah. Spirit. There's that's the only they can rely on you know Mm -hmm. so there's some of the things that we do to 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 develop that culture and it's so fun we've got to bring the fun back in you know and and not worry so much if we make mistakes i lee i make mistakes all the time and i've just stopped caring about it i I would love to know
0: who doesn't make mistakes all the time i would just really like for y'all to just go ahead and message us on that (laughs) yeah
1: that's right (laughs)
0: I mean, to me, uh, the Lord doesn't mind the mistakes, you know, as as long as it's not intentional and you're, you know, there's, there's a, you know, I I think that he loves the process of growing and we're going to make mistakes, guys. I've said things to people and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if that was you, Lord. (laughs) Yes. You know, I mean, so even growing prophetically and, and I wanted to add that, you know, this has to be a lifestyle off the stage. It's not, and, yes. and when you get into a room and you, you're you adding music to
1: it, it
0: should just be how you live every day.
1: Yeah, that's 100% yeah. right. And, Lee, I mean, I had seven years. So I'd, I'd grown up in the Christian music industry. I'd signed record deals. We were about to move to Nashville. Yep. Yep. We, were do, we were doing all the things you do when you're in worship, right? And then the Lord just said no. And I mm-hmm. had a seven-year season where there was nothing. I had my first child, so I didn't want to tour all the time. I was kind Mm -hmm. of a bit bored with that life. Mm -hmm. And I spent maybe almost, if it wasn't every day, three to five times a week, Mm -hmm. just sitting at my keyboard and worshiping spontaneously Mm -hmm. to the Lord and writing songs out of those moments that no one will probably ever hear. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a cave season. It felt like you know, what am I doing? Lord, am I ever going to release anything again? Am I ever going to sing again? And I just, I just got used to paving, walking the well until it was a well-worn path, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that when the time came where the Lord was like, okay, now it's time. It was just so natural for me to just step into that place when there were other ears listening, you know? And so I think if we're not if we're not cultivating that internal life, the interior life that we need to have with the Lord, uh, we'll fall into the danger of our gift being uh, a separate from the anointing. Yeah, you know, when you have a gift, you that's can really just good. do it but we want it to be connected to what Holy Spirit wants in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, you know, I've had people go, how did you learn? How did you grow in this? I didn't grow by, um, I grew by spending more time with Jesus, yep. doing yep. it just with Jesus. That's that's mm-hmm. that's the honest truth. And it also changed my heart and it changed how I felt. I, like now I can honestly say this, it doesn't matter to me if someone likes a song I write. It doesn't matter to me if anyone's ever going to hear it. Would I love people to sing the songs I write? Of course I would. But I've got the ears of the one who really matters. I know. And when that hits you, you just don't care anymore. You're just like, I don't care if I make a fool of myself. I don't care if I mess up. I I would love, Lord, to have influence and touch people's hearts with the songs I write. But actually what I want more Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: you to love what I write.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful, you know, and we need to, I've had that thought too. I'm just like, Lord, I don't think I, I mean, I've had dreams, you know, like you want to have dreams and you want to see these dreams fulfilled. Yes. And I'm like, my greatest calling is to know you. That's my,
1: that's
0: that's my greatest calling. You got to go back to the garden, the way it all started. Yes. That is the greatest. I mean, to walk in the garden with him.
1: Yeah. And, and, it's and beautiful.
0: we've moved into this culture, into this world. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening today, Holy spirit knows who's on this call, knows who's going to listen. It's that we got to let the ways of the world just kind of go by the side, you know, cause a yeah. lot of, a lot of churches and a lot of uh, places speak about, you want to make sure you have influence. You want to build your influence. And I'm like, yeah, but like God can do that for me if he wants to. Absolutely. I mean, he's my father, so like I I'm I should obey him if he tells me to do something, but I'm not yeah. I shouldn't be striving to Absolutely. have this following that maybe he doesn't want me to have right now. Yeah. You know, so 100%. If, it, if it's not connected to the father, then don't yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, and that's don't right.
0: and, and don't worry about it. If it's not kingdom culture, don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. You're so right, and I think the, the beauty of living this kind of way is that when a door opens, you don't second-guess if it's the Lord. Yep. Yep. You're not going, oh, is this God? And then the, the beauty of that is that when things get tough and you go back to did God really say, you know that you know that you know that yep. he did say. But yep. when we try to open the doors ourselves, then we have to keep them open with lots of effort and then Mm -hmm. when things go wrong we have to push and it shouldn't be like that you know and so Mm -hmm. uh it's a joy to live like this where you're just connected to Jesus and he's looking at you and I loved how you said going back to the garden because I actually just wrote a prophetic spontaneous song um, I've, sta- I've started to write um, a, a new album called When God Sings. I was like, oh, wow. what would it be like, Lord, to release an album of you just singing over people instead of just singing Oh, God so that to me.
0: To you? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> you better hurry up and do it. I actually think a lot no. more albums are going to come like that. What do you say Anyway, you- so that, yeah, the, there's a song called Come Back to the Garden. You just mm-hmm. got to come back to the garden. So I love that you said that. I'm like, Oh, that's a confirmation for me that we're on the we're hearing the Lord's
0: voice. Well, the Lord is doing something. So he he is wanting us to go back to the original intent. We've just let things let things go, I think, and just take over some and he's let us do it. And now he's I feel the call, the the summoning of the Lord's voice to say, Hey, just come back.
1: Just sit with me. And and you know what I think is amazing about this, Lee? is that I, I'm i pretty confident that most people feel like this. They're sick of it. They're sick of the way worship is uh, in churches. But why are we not being the pioneers and standing up and making a change? Because it's always going to stay the same unless we go, you know what, I am going to run after God like my life depends on it and yeah. I'm going to release that through my gifts. I don't think we need schmaltzy worship anymore. Uh, Uh, i don't want a nice sunday where i walk away going mm -hmm. that was nice yeah no yeah i think we we if we i want to be in a service where i'm challenged by the lord's voice Mm -hmm. where my spirit is awakened and it's stirred and and it's all because i've walked into a moment of worship where it's undeniable that the holy Mm -hmm. spirit is the centerpiece Right. Of the affection of the people, right. and I'm again. I'm not saying that structure and skill are wrong. I think right. it's not one or the other. I think it's a marriage of the two, but it must be led by Holy Spirit. And we have gone too far the other way. I really think we have. Oh, I totally
0: agree with you. And you know, I'm not even saying that God doesn't move in
1: those scenarios because He does. Absolutely. You know, he, well, He, he, he does a- because you're singing the words of of, you're singing scripture of course he's going to turn up right of
0: course he is and lord we're so thankful that you do even in in our environments that you know it's almost like i've just been uh, so and and hearing you and being with like in your classes and stuff i'm just like oh my god it's been affirming to me because i have felt crazy you know, because yeah. I'm like, why do I, I feel so grieved? Why do I feel so grieved mm-hmm. by not allowing? And I know a lot of people would probably come back and say I was wrong. I, I honestly don't care anymore. I'm like, yeah. I know my father's voice. I know his voice, awesome. and I know, and and like I almost can feel his heart sometimes, like the heartbeat and the rhythm of like what he's saying and what he's doing. Yeah. That's not a brag. That's a I want like I'm yeah I want to hear that that's the way I want to walk in my life yes and I'm just like Lord just I I repent like I repent of please 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 come please come and be with us and I know I sound desperate I am desperate like I really I'm desperate for for him and more of him not for myself yes for myself because he's my father but to let people experience, it's not just about prophetic worship. It's about encountering our the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Absolutely, Who's, it's His atmosphere anyway. Yeah. I mean, why are we trying to control something that's already His? That's
1: <laughs> let right. Him have that's his that's way. great. Wow. Yes, and I think if we realize, if we go back to the original. Uh, You know, I mean, I'll I'll read you some of the stories, actually, of some of the places where we see prophetic worship being modelled. So one of my favorite is uh, is in Habakkuk 3, verse 17. You might know that scripture. It's the one that says that the fig tree does not blossom, Uh that there be no fruit in the vine. What does he say? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. That's what he says. But, you know, the reason I love this scripture is when you go to the end of that chapter, right, there's this interesting sentence after that's been read. Written and it's this for the director of music on my stringed instruments. So, Mm. what's that saying? This is what it's saying Hey, I've got a prophetic word, I'm about to release it. I'm the spokesperson for God, releasing what I'm seeing, but I want it to be done on a stringed instrument. Uh-huh. So we see this marriage between the prophetic and the song. Yeah. And we see that in the Psalms a lot. We see those little kind of sentences at the beginning for the director of music. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also some amazing uh, stories in 1 Chronicles 25 where you can read about the priests. I don't know if you know about Asaph, Haman and Jedith. Yeah. I'm probably saying their names wrong, but um <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, right in in uh, in verses 1 to 3 it says this the sons asaph and Herman and of jeduthun who prophesied with lyres with harps and with cymbals mm-hmm. so it was completely acceptable for prophecy to come through times of worship mm-hmm. and when you read the list of the prophets and their duties in further on in those scriptures and you also see it when the old testament talks about the company of prophets that part of their training was on musical mm-hmm instruments so you you, in those times music and prophecy were connected you could connect them yeah and it was expected it was expected that if you were going to be a prophet that you knew how to prophesy on instruments. And then if you go Mm -hmm. into the New Testament, you know, when Paul's talking about singing with psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, spiritual songs, a lot of theologians would say that's that spontaneous song, the song that just erupts on the inside of you. So the words prophetic worship might not necessarily be in the scriptures, but the action of it, the way that it played out, Mm -hmm. certainly is countless times in scripture. And what we're really doing is going back to the way that it was intended to be. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I love that excellence It matters. I think excellence does matter. And again, David was adamant that it had to be the most skilled musicians that were mm-hmm. releasing that prophetic song of the Lord. But We just don't want it to replace us hearing his voice and moving Mm -hmm. in the spirit. I know I've said that a lot of times, but I just want to really just amplify that we're not going, you know, excellence and structure is horrible because that's not what we're saying. We're saying that's, that's a great, that's great to have that Mm -hmm. as long as it's not replacing hearing the Holy spirit. And that's what we've done. We've used all these tips and tricks and we've used this list and this is how you do things so that it's safe. We're Mm -hmm. safe you know, Mm -hmm. and we've lost the art of following Mm -hmm. God's heart.
0: That is beautiful. And really, if you have, if you have the structure, it's really easy to build from that. It's really easy to find places. So it's it's really easier to go, I think, from that to, you know, moving more and making space than it is to go the opposite direction. Absolutely. So so maybe we're in a divine setup, you know, (laughs) Maybe yeah. God is saying, Hey, it's okay, but we're gonna move we're gonna move from this. And I think I just just on God's heart to um, you know, we just had our in October our women's dwell we called it the retreat was called Dwell. And I felt Beautiful. like the Lord gave us the statement is we're going from a visitation mindset to a habitation mindset. So we're going so God is God is wanting to be with us just like the garden, right? So yes but I love you coming back and even saying that when I mean, we're not saying systems and structures are bad at all. I, I think, I think they're
1: needed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a river can't be a river if it doesn't have banks. Right. It's just puddles.
0: Right. <laughs> right. But there, there does have to be some kind of the make room um, idea in that. But let me, let me ask you one more thing before we hop off. I would do want to honor your time, but you know, you've heard, I've said the statement before and you brought in the scripture about instruments and you're prophesying yeah. on your instrument. Um, for those who do play instruments, you know, maybe what does that mean, Roma? What is it? Because I've had people mm. look at me like I had a third eye. I'm like, just prophesy on your instrument. And I'm like, okay, got to break it down for them, you know, what this means. So maybe speak to that and encourage the the, the musicians that we have. Oh yeah, I love listen. that you've
1: asked that instrument. I mean, uh, instrument. I love that you've asked that question because <laughs> I think um, backing vocalists and instrumentalists can often totally um, underestimate the power that they have to release mm-hmm. the prophetic. I mean, everything has a voice. Everything is. A, everything is has something to say. Um, an example is when somebody's speaking, they might say, "Yeah, I really love you." But how they say it mm-hmm. determines what you think. So if I go, yeah, I really love you, yeah, right, Yeah, you're going to go, that doesn't sound like they love me. So the sound of their voice determines what you believe about the words that they're saying. And I think instrumentation is like that. The sound that comes off an instrument can um, – it can reflect what the father is saying. And the way that we can do that is by being intentional. So there's even been experiments that have been done on the intentionality of people's words and sounds. Uh, There was a a scientist from um, Asia who developed this instrumentation that could um, take photos of snowflakes just as they're turning from water into ice. And they started to experiment by saying different words and different playing different types of mm. music over the structures as they were crystallizing and that they noticed amazingly that words and sounds affected the structure of the of the snowflake so if you said something beautiful or you played something beautiful like classical music the structure looked stunning but if you if you played if they played heavy metal music sorry to all the heavy metal people <laughs> <laughs> or if you said negative words it would actually affect the structure and I think to myself that's an amazing example of death wow. and life in the power of the tongue right and mm-hmm. i think that the sound that we release uh, uh so i'm bringing that story up too to say that they noticed that when they spoke together words of life over large bodies of water it actually affected them um the the structure the molecular structure of uh-huh. the water but when wow. they said negative things it, it affected it and what they noticed is that if people were not in unity, so if everybody didn't have the same frame, mind frame, it didn't change what was happening. And so this intentionality, everybody being intentional to release the sound of heaven, there's something very powerful when a whole, everyone on that platform is going, we all have the same mind and the same heart, not, oh, we're just hoping the worship leader leads us into the right direction. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have seen just to change to another thought we've actually seen musicians playing over people with the intentionality of releasing healing and those people have been healed just by them playing their instrument I mean you know Saul asked for David to come and play to relinquish the anxiety and the and the spirits mm-hmm. that were tormenting him. So yep. music is very, very powerful. And I think it starts with the intentionality, keeping something in your mind and staying focused, not thinking about what Sunday lunch is going to be, or my mm-hmm. stomach's grumbling and I'm hungry, or where's that person going? What's the worship leader going to do next? But we are actually going, Lord, when I play my bass, when I play my piano, as I play, I'm believing that, you know, if healing was a sound, what would it sound like? I'm going to play that. If freedom was a song, I'm going to just play that no matter what I'm playing. I think that if if you experimented with this in your teams, even in rehearsals or just said this Sunday, this is the theme, it's going to be healing you will be amazed at what will happen is what wow. I would say to anybody yeah. listening that it's, I've got countless stories of God doing incredible things as people became more intentional as they played. It's beautiful,
0: man. That is amazing. Hey, if you're listening, which do that, like get in unity, it's the unity. It's the, it's the yeah. unity of the spirit unity of this is God's heart for today. Yeah. Oh Amen. my goodness. That is beautiful. Rama. thank you so much. Uh, before we go, pleasure. Lord, I'd love to just have this conversation for hours and hours on end, but would you would you mind praying for the the people that are listening to our community?
1: I'd and... love to. I it. would love to. I'd be honored. All right. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, that you are just stirring something new in your worshippers, your songwriters, your singers. And I ask you, Lord, to keep stirring it. Keep stirring it up. Awaken us, Father God, to your plans, your purposes, your desire for worship in our nations, Lord. And I just ask that a spirit of boldness would come upon every single person here that's listening. I firstly pray, Lord, that any discouragement, anything that's prevented people from stepping out in boldness, that you would just break those lies over the people that are Mm. listening today, that you would speak your words of life over them, remind them who they are. And then Lord, I just ask that you would replace that with a spirit of boldness on the inside of them, Lord, Mm. that they wouldn't be afraid to step out. God, would you raise up an army of worshipers across the earth that desire to bring your awakening and your revival Mm -hmm. people that don't care for themselves father god but just care to see you releasing your sound and your song over the earth and Mm -hmm. finally lord i just pray over the songwriters lord i just ask that songs from heaven would just echo in their ears even in the nighttime father god they would hear sounds from heaven and that they would release what is on heaven in heaven on earth as it is in heaven let it be on earth through the worship in the name of jesus amen
0: amen amen thank you so much for being here pleasure thank you for being being somebody we can we can look to and and grow from and um you're very special you're special to me of course but you're going to be special to our
1: community i believe
0: and you're such a voice for for right now so Thank you. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. All right, everybody. We will see you soon.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed that podcast with Rama. Listen, seriously hope that it stirred up either questions in you or maybe answered some questions that you have about the prophetic. If you do have anything that you'd like to ask or any comments that you would like to make, please message us on Instagram. And don't forget to check her Instagram out, all of her resources, her books, her music. And we want to be a community that supports other people that are furthering the kingdom of God. So, all right, guys, we will see you next time. Love you guys.